Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Okay, so fully agreed to and, and or not fully agreed to and not fully signed just yet. And so here are the details, too. We know this now. You are fined $50,000 a day if you do not show up to training camp. And I asked Schefter about this a little bit further and just said, like, is there a possibility that he could be slapped with that fine? And he said, essentially, both parties, meaning the Packers and Rodgers, know what they're up against here. Practice does not start for the Packers until tomorrow. So they have today is when everyone needs to report practices and start till tomorrow. They have through today to work out these kinks and hopefully they will so that everything is fine and dandy for tomorrow and Aaron Rodgers is indeed your number one starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love kind of takes him back seat unfortunate for Jordan Love you know all he got was OTAs you know like he doesn't even get it doesn't even sound like he's ready right from yeah. all the reports we've heard it seems like he's still working at this thing and you know Aaron Rodgers had to sit and sit and sit some more and uh, it worked out pretty well for him. So it's not about how you start. It's about when you start and how you ultimately finish. So Jordan Love will get his time when his time comes. Yeah. It ain't right now. It ain't right now. But nonetheless, it is a good day because we've been leading up to this day when Packers report to training camp. Would Aaron Rodgers be there? What would happen with this entire saga? Now it's kind of coming to a close slowly. And that is that he is going to spend at least the next year in a Green Bay uniform, him and likely Devontae Adams. And they are going to try and go out and win a championship. And then we'll see what the future holds for them. I want to talk about some uh, moves now that's happening in Vegas because they always seem to know things. Uh, Caesars William Hill has moved the Packers back to minus 120, Jay. They started the day at plus 220. Maybe you can tell me what that means exactly. Plus 1,200 uh, to plus 1,000 for Rodgers MVP odds. That was the move from yesterday. So do you hear that? So plus 1,200 to plus 1,000 were the Rodgers MVP odds that moved from yesterday. And I would imagine the 120 minus 120 as they started today at plus 220 would uh, would uh, be in regards to their ability to win the NFC North. Okay. That would probably make them the favorites, and that's the value you're getting it at. Meaning you've, you're now uh, not uh, in, in plus money. It's minus 120. So they're heavy favorites. I'm imagining that's what that Caesar, Caesars William Hill number of minus 120 is, is the Packers. Is okay. for the NFC North. And so where's the value here? Like at this point, the fan base has kind of been looking at this a little sideways. Like what is going on? Where is our quarterback? Why is there all these disagreements amongst management? The ha- not really Matt LaFleur, but Packers, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera. When are we going to finally get this thing to get figured out where we can start focusing on football a little bit? Like, you have to think that both the locker room and the fan base feels this way at this point, and hopefully we're going to have an end to this kind of solution. So the faster, and I, I'm speaking for you a little, I guess, the faster Aaron Rodgers shows his face at camp, the faster we can get to football and stop worrying about all this nonsense, no? Yeah, but do you think he's on a clock to have to – get there you think it behooves him to get there as soon as possible because he's in danger of losing the no. fan base I don't of think losing, losing his teammates I don't think losing the fan base but I think I, I, I would guess and speaking to my dad who's a, a diehard Packers fan lives in Wisconsin shout out Doug Pepler my yeah. father-in-law I, I, I know that this is aggravating them like this has been a lot of back and forth and it's making Packers fans feel almost like what are we not good enough? like what's going on here are we not good enough why is there all this back and forth let's get to camp let's play some football I hear you it's a, it's a natural sentiment uh, to come from your father and probably many others in uh, Wisconsin. And I'm not just agreeing with him because he's my father-in-law. Oh, that's always the smart play. Anybody who's married knows. Uh, Doug Pepler's a great man. Now that we've covered that part, I would say this. That's all fine and dandy. But once Aaron Rodgers gets back on the field and plays like Aaron Rodgers, everybody's going to forget about this stuff because it all came and stemmed from this desire to have their guy back. So whatever dance they did 
Doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays like he did last year and the team looks like they did last year and that offense looks like it did last year. The minute that happens, poof, it's gone. Him being a camp is a start towards that. I'll say this, though, and it plays to the theater of what this year can look like there in Green Bay because of all this drama, understanding it's only one year. If... If Aaron Rodgers comes in there and doesn't look like one of the elite players in the National Football League, people like your father, who've had issue with how this summer played out, are going to be like, see, it's because he doesn't care. It's because he doesn't want to be here. It's because he was focused on everything else but football in the offseason. They might even do what men always seem to do. Blame it on the new woman in his life and say, Shalene Woodley, it's that celebrity got him away from what he's doing on a football field. People will go to the most ridiculous extremes to find reasons to poke at why Aaron Rodgers isn't playing at the level he should be playing at. So it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. Um, but nonetheless, I think all of us, because we have, have, we have spent basically since draft day, which was back in April, talking about what Aaron Rodgers is going to do this upcoming season. And now we know he is going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He is going to be there in camp. Yes, they, as we heard from Shefty, they still have to work out some minor details. But they are very close to reaching an agreement for this upcoming season. Now that leads to Devontae Adams, his wide receiver. And we saw the Instagram um, stories over the weekend of the two of them posting the exact same thing of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan on the basketball court, essentially uh, resembling a last dance sort of situation where they're going to try and give it one more try this upcoming season and go win a chip. And so the question is now, what if they don't? What if they don't win a Super Bowl? Who does this fall on then? Does it fall on... Aaron Rodgers' shoulders? Does it fall on upper management shoulders? Does it make everyone in Wisconsin feel like, well, this was a big waste of time? What if they don't win a Super Bowl? And Jay, this kind of reminds me because you and I had a conversation like this about the Nets when they brought in Kyrie Irving and they brought in James Harden and they have Kevin Durant. And I remember thinking to myself, what if they don't win the championship? And look what happened. They obviously don't. A different team from the East won the championship. Is it that same kind of pressure that we're going to see in the NFL this year? There's immense pressure because the pressure is, of course, to win the title this year uh, for the Green Bay Packers and bringing back Aaron Rodgers and hopefully Devontae Adams. But the pressure is even greater than that, Shay. And Gutekunds, uh, Murphy, that Green Bay brass, they too, I imagine, like the rest of the world, watched the last dance last year. And in that, a, a big thing that was a takeaway was, wow, Jerry Krause had no idea what he was doing. That's wrong. Jerry Krause was one of the most brilliant guys in constructing a dynasty. And the man, may he rest in peace, should be celebrated as such. Hall of Fame caliber in what he did there. But what is Jerry Krause, but what is Jerry Krause remembered for? Not being able to keep that thing at the level yep. it was. Not yep. keeping that team together. Not keeping that dynasty together. Leaving money on the table. So all the good that he had done in his career, uh, nobody remembers that. They remember at what happened. MJ left the dynasty. They left money on the table. And you would hope Gudikins, you would hope that Murphy saw that and said, okay, we've got a year. In this year, how can we not be Jerry Krause? How can people remember that we did have this consistent thing here, that we did do great things with the Packers, and we did keep Aaron Rodgers? We didn't leave money on the table. They have a year to figure out how not to be Jerry Krause and how not to be unfairly viewed in a way that maybe they don't have to be. So, Can they do it in this year? Winning will go a long okay, way, Shay. So who wins? Who won this whole scenario, okay? Packers, Aaron Rodgers, or is it us at the end of the day? We win this scenario. Everyone wins this scenario. Everyone wins because 
Aaron Rodgers, starting with him, has a chance to further cement his legacy, has a chance to chase a second title there in Green Bay, is still playing at a high level, gets the consistency around him to continue to do that. It's easier to play in a place where you know the system and you're comfortable and where you're established, not have to go somewhere else and figure it all out. So he wins in that regard. He also gets the flexibility at the end of this year to do something previously until the contract wasn't worked around that he would have had. He's got that flexibility. Rodgers wins. Packers win because they are now the front runner to win the NFC North, a true favorite or one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, completely relevant. Don't have to throw Jordan Love out there and hope for the best. You've also appeased your fans. We win because we loved The Last Dance, that documentary last year. Love it. Like everybody did. Loved it. It was drama. It was an inside peek, peel back the curtain. We got to live it all. And that was going back in the past. We already knew how that story was written. Present day. We get the Last Dance remix. We get to see this whole thing play out real time. We get to lean into the drama. We get to lean into the moments. If things do go south, if it goes south, the speculation that we will be doing in the media, that fans will be doing, that drama is going to be so real. The peaks, the valleys, we get to live it real time. That's what sport delivers, theater and moments. There are going to be plenty of them in Green Bay. Plenty of them is right. Um, okay, well, well, we'll continue with this story throughout the entirety of the morning. Aaron Rodgers, all but done deal to be back in Green Bay as the starter this upcoming season for the Packers. Uh, much more to get to on the football front. By the way, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, and we are brought to you by Chase. And there's also a lot going on in the midst of a baseball season right now mm. because the trade deadline is on the horizon. It is Friday, and so we're going to go to the Goodyear hotline. That's what we're presented by here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and we're going to be joined by former MLB player. He also has a World Series ring with the Red Sox. His name is Will Meadowbrooks, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning to you, Mr. Will. Let's start with the Yankees, shall we? If the Yankees buy, what are they buying? And if they're selling, what are they selling? Well, first off, good morning to my favorite couple. I'll put that out there. The fact that you guys can do a radio show together and remain married is amazing. <laughs> So, Will Will knows because his wife listen, is in the business yeah. and they do it to a Jenny Dell. So this man gets what he's talking you about. You should hear the debates we have over sports in my house. <laughs> I could not do it publicly. I'll put it that way. But yes, let's get to the Yankees because ex-Red Sox here love talking Yankees, especially when they're struggling. So let's get after it. <laughs> they can't sell. Let's be honest. They're the Yankees. Their ego's too big. They can't sell. Um, and really – realistically, they're not that far out of the wild card, three and a half, four games out of the wild card. They're, they're still in the mix there. Um, they're, they're uber talented. Now, the, I said a couple weeks ago, the next couple weeks are going to tell me how aggressive they're going to be at the deadline. The more and more I thought about this, they're the New York Yankees. Of course they're going to be aggressive. I think they're going to be ridiculously aggressive. I think they're going to be in on shares. They're going to be in on story, Buxton, all these big names. I think they're going to say forget the luxury tax that we've been trying to stay under all year and all last offseason, and I think they go for it. I, I don't know if they can get all those players. I think they're going to be aggressive in trying to get them, but they're going to have to take on a, a lot of money to do that. Uh, like I said, you can't sell because your first piece to sell, your most valued player is Aaron Judge. How much money does he bring to that organization with ticket sales, jersey sales, everything? He's the face of their franchise. You can't sell him. That's a really bad look to your fan base. Mm-hmm. So I think they go after Scherzer. He's saying, I want an extension if you're going to trade for me. 
Trevor Story, they're going to have to extend him immediately. But that's a really good look for that team. And you make those moves, you're all of a sudden a much more dangerous uh, ball club. Yeah, And, Will, it's really interesting with the Yankees because it's the Yankees. So they're never going to really be sellers. Uh, I understand that pressure to remain relevant because of the standard set there. But this is a team that's nine and a half games back in the AL East. Like, it's going south, not going north. And it doesn't really feel like it's salvageable, especially with some of the the questionable uh, managing coming from Aaron Boone, which is another conversation. But with all that being established, does it behoove the Yankees to go chase a Scherzer, give up the farm for a team that is – are they really even going to compete this year if they make that move? Well, they're three and a half out of the wild card. So if you just this is playoff system, if you get in with a Garrett Cole, you're gonna win. You have a good chance of winning a wild card game. And if you go get Scherzer, you don't necessarily have to give up your farm. You're just gonna have to take on a lot of money. And the issue there is not only what he's owed this year and whatever you want to extend him and pay him. The issue with his contract is he has a lot of deferred money from 2022 to 2028, 15 a year, so it's an extra 105 million dollars in deferred money that they would have to take on. So. That, it, it's stretched out over the years, and if you start looking at 15 a year for a guy like that, it, it's not that crazy to think, but he's 37 years old right now. It's not, he's not getting any younger. Pitchers are going to start throwing harder at this point in their, in their career. So would it make sense for them to go get him? I, I really could see them making an effort to go get him I, if, if they are willing to take on that, all that deferred money because with this playoff system, if you get in with two – Stud pitchers, you have a really good chance to go deep into the uh, postseason. Interesting. Will Mitterbrooks right now joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. He's a former MLB player. He also won a World Series chip with the Boston Red Sox. Okay, we talked a lot about the Yankees. How about we go to my Cubbies, shall we? Did you see last night the reaction from Javi Baez <laughs> after he hit that home run? Or not home run, I'm sorry. It was a walk-off single against Amir Garrett. What did you make of that? Uh, well, number one, it's the first game of the series, too. So this could get a little hairy over the next few days. But Amir Garrett, is we know he's taken on full dugouts of teams before in the past, so he's not scared of throwing the hands. But um, he didn't seem to get that mad. So that makes me think there is a relationship between the two. So uh, Amir Garrett is very quick to get really angry and fight, and he didn't do that there. So that makes me think there's something between him and Baez, uh, kind of playful competitiveness. I don't know if it's going to turn into something uh, unless another pitcher takes an exception to it. But it seemed like fun competitiveness and didn't really seem like they got very angry about it. But, hey, that's exciting baseball. We need that. I love watching that. The Cub fans need it right now because – over the next few days, it might get uh, a little dark there in, in Chicago for those guys. And let's go there, Will, because I joked with my Chicago Cub-loving wife here that uh, remember that <laughs> moment from Javi Baez because there may not be many more in those Cubs pinstripes there in Wrigley Field. Uh, as for the Cubs, including Javi Baez, uh, who do you think gets moved from these Cubs because they can be difference makers on some of these contenders? Yeah, they have so many valuable pieces to contenders. I mean, they'll start with Chris Bryant. He's, he's an MVP candidate. He's in, or he, he's been an MVP. He's got MVP upside, and I think even more importantly, he's de- his defensive versatility makes him that much more valuable, right? So he can play third. He can play first. I wouldn't waste his talent at first. I feel like that's wasting his athleticism. Hmm. Uh, but he can play all three outfield positions at a high level, and then he gives you a middle of the order bat that can change a game with one swing. So um, there's a lot of value there. I think. The Mets make a lot of sense. 
I guess I mean a lot of teams make sense for Chris Bryant. Like I said, with his versatility, you can plug him in anywhere, and that's that's nice for our organization. The Mets, the Giants, the Phillies, I feel like are the top three. The Mets being uh, having the biggest need. I can see them trying to package Kimbrel uh, and Bryant to go to the Mets. I feel like that's a really good fit, but it would take a, it would take quite a haul uh, for that. And then Baez and Rizzo. I, there's a lot of Red Sox and Rizzo talk. He was drafted by the Sox. Uh, we were drafted in the same draft together. We played together in the low minor league before he was traded uh, to San Diego. But um, I just don't know if that's if Rizzo to, to Boston is a great move. He, he's still a really good player. He's a great leader. Uh, but he's not the same bat. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get as much for Rizzo, but start looking at Contreras. He's got a little more control in his contract over the next couple of years. Uh, so you can probably get a lot in return for Contreras as well. Oh, goodness, I hate all this Cubs on the It's all over. <laughs> I can't season. avoid it anymore, Will. All right, we're talking to Will Middlebrooks right now, former Major League Baseball player. He also has a 2013 World Series ring with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, let's go to Shohei Otani, okay? He hit his 35th home run, but since the All-Star break, he has kind of struggled. Is he worn out? I mean, he is doing the most. Stealing bases, hitting home runs, pitching. At this point, what's going on he's just tired this is what we call in baseball the dog days right it's, it's uh you can't you haven't really caught your second wind yet you normally trade deadline gets here that's over with you get into august and you catch a second wind and you those last 60 games you feel a lot better but there's a span from the end of june through july where you're just exhausted especially as an everyday player and that's not even i'm speaking as just a hitter i wasn't uh pitching every fifth day either so um, in his all-star break, he didn't get a break. Even his off days that he wasn't in the home run derby or playing in the all-star game, he was traveling. He was flying somewhere. So he didn't get a true, even a one off day during, uh, the all-star break to just sit on the couch and binge watch something on Netflix, you know? <laughs> so, um, which he, he deserves. Yeah. He started off four for 24, uh, with a homer, you know, to start the second half, which it, I was not surprised. He, like I said, he's just exhausted, but the last three games he's starting to heat up. He pitched. He had some walks last night, but he still pitched well. He hit 100 miles an hour on his 99th pitch last night. Um, he has, what, five hits in the last three games. He's heating up again. The homers will start piling up again. I still think he gets the 50 homers. And Mike Trout's not even back yet. So when Mike Trout eventually comes back from this calf Achilles issue, that's gonna he's going to hit behind Otani. Otani's going to get more pitches to hit, especially with runners in uh, scoring position, uh, because they won't have to pitch around Otani because you, you can't pitch around them to get to Mike Trout, let's be honest. So that's going to help his stats as well. Well, some, some news that surprised me yesterday, and it was a big move, uh, in the National League, I assumed Adam Frazier would go from Pittsburgh, stay, and, and go over to the American League and end up with the Chicago White Sox. Adam Frazier did not get moved to the White Sox. He, in fact, got moved to San Diego Padres. And it's interesting to me because these Padres feel like they are making a statement like, we are coming for the hardware this year. What does this do for the Padres? How does it affect what now becomes a National League arms race? Yeah, Adam Frazier's, I mean, super undervalued player because he's not he's not hitting a ton of homers. That's not valued in baseball right now. But he leads the league in hits, and he has a 12% strikeout rate. The league averages like 20 uh, so that, he's, he's an anomaly right now in, in this era. So he's versatile, too. So he's a second baseman. Uh, he played mostly second base this year, but the Padres had Cronenworth, who's a very good second baseman. Uh, so Adam Fraser is also – he's played some outfield as well. It's going to give them some versatility, some flexibility in their lineup. And this is a depth move, man. I, I think this is going to help them once the postseason gets here. Um, also, to get to the postseason, I think we're going to see three playoff teams from the, from the West. 
the issue is they do want to make a push to win this division because you don't want to be in a one-game winner-take-all against the Dodgers or the Giants in that wild-card game because both teams have really good stud pitchers, as do as do the Padres with Darvish and Snell. and They have a ton of pitchers as well, but you just don't want to be in a position to put your, your season on the line in one game. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to push uh, for that division. All right. Will Middlebrooks, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate this morning giving us the latest from the world of Major League Baseball. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. Take care, buddy. Will Middlebrooks is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for this life? Find out at Samsung.com slash reserve. Okay, back to football. All 32 teams will be in training camp by the end of today, but not all starting quarterbacks will be Jordan. We'll tell you who's missing at camp next. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Good morning. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. Yes, we are in New York, as Alicia Keys was just telling us, talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers. But nonetheless, all 32 teams at this point, Jay, have reported to or been at training camp. And so the unofficial start to the NFL season is officially underway. But we are going to go to the Jets because – Somehow, some way, the Jets always find themselves in the news for not the right reasons, and it is continuing this morning. Quarterback Zach Wilson remains unsigned as the Jets open training camp today. Tomorrow is the first practice for the Jets, um, and there's an issue here, essentially, with Zach Wilson. He's in Southern California, based on his Instagram story, um, training probably with his Cali-based quarterback coach, John Beck, 
The two sides are haggling over contract details, essentially, which has offset language in it. ESPN's Rich Samini said discussions over the offset language could be the reason why Wilson has yet not yet signed with the Jets. Such language would allow the Jets to recoup some money if they cut Wilson before the end of his four-year contracts. Now, there should be noted that the Jets typically require this in all of their contracts. And so I ask you, training camp is starting. They're working quarterbacks on the other side of the country. Isn't this kind of a bad look? It's a bad look, and it's a tough situation, and you hope it gets hammered out. Uh, Previous history has shown that this gets uh, a little dicey, but ultimately the Jets have been able to figure it out when push comes to shove. It's a big deal because Robert Sala, and this was kind of something he was asked about early on, was kind of rolling the dice without having a veteran backup QB there in New York. And to not have one is now – Really an issue because this team with camp starting looks to usher in this new era with a new coaching staff and they get healthy in offense and they've got pieces. Well, now the first team reps, if you don't get Zach in there, will go to James Morgan and Mike White. What do you know about James Morgan and Mike White? I have nothing. And you know what? His teammates, they probably too know nothing about James or Mike. So this becomes somewhat of an issue if it doesn't get resolved because naturally this is your franchise guy, but there's no veteran presence in the meantime. There's no, okay, well, at least we'll get off to a right start with guys who know, and then we can get Zach in here. You need Zach there day one because he is your day one guy. As we talk about Trey Lance or Justin Fields, there's other guys there. They're going to lean on those other guys. These guys will get the chance later on. Not with Zach Wilson. Zach's going to be the guy, so he needs to be in camp. He needs to get acclimated, a big-time talent, but needs to get acclimated with his teammates immediately. Okay, agree with all you just said. Also, this is the third time in four years a Jets first-round pick has remained unsigned just days before training camp. Also, according to Rich Samini, again, they are squabbling over offset language. Those are his words, not mine. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence has no offsets. Justin Fields has no offsets for the bulk of his money. The Jets always do deals with offsets, and that is likely the holdup. So what does this tell me? Jets, get rid of the offsets in the contracts you're signing for your rookie quarterbacks. This is happening year after year, clearly. This is a problem time after time, apparently. Stop it. Like, there's always issues with the Jets that are fixable problems. Like, if this is what's holding your rookie quarterback, who has never played a down in the National Football League, to not be at training camp, get rid of it and move on so you can get the rookie quarterback established with his team so he can build some chemistry and start working towards some W's in your future. I'm sick of the nonsense with the Jets. It's year after year. There's always something. There's always some sort of problem. It's stupid. Like, get rid of this language. None of these other rookie quarterbacks have it. Why do you? Yeah, no, you make a phenomenal point. And those taxes in the Jersey, New York area, they ain't no joke. So you don't want to mess with any other language that could mess Jeez. with your guaranteed money. And you also don't want to get off on the wrong foot. Knowing what we know about this league, as much of the news today has been dominated by Aaron Rodgers, you want to, from day one, treat your franchise quarterback like somebody who at any moment could turn and walk. Now, it's a rookie contract. He'll be under it, Zach Wilson, assuming you get it signed. But when that next contract comes around, you want some equity. You want a relationship built in. That's off to a good start. This is a bad look because they're on both sides because he's being nickel and dimed with something in the language that has had uh, previous draft picks have had issue with. So as you look at it, I'm thinking, hey, the Bengals did right by Joe Burrow, went and drafted the guy he wanted in Jamar Chase. Uh, We've seen what's happened with Russell Wilson when he felt slighted out there. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady was about being slighted. Probably not, just new scenery. But guys are going to remember stuff. 
They're going to have a memory. And so in this kind of situation, you would hope the Jets figure this out. This doesn't linger. And ultimately, because there is no presence at the backup position for the Jets. And you are probably like me where you believe Zach Wilson is going to be a heck of a player, right? Uh, yeah, that remains to be seen for me. What I do know is he's going to be the week one starter. And so all this <laughs> nonsense is just delaying the inevitable, which is delaying the fact that he needs to get acclimated with his team. And he needs to get situated as a week one starter who has a lot of stuff to do. Especially. In a small amount of time. Absolutely. Especially because of what the Jets were last year. Why do you think they were able to get him in the first place? But you know what? They started to do some things and were still competitive down the stretch last year. But you're wiping all that clean and you're starting anew. So you don't want anything problematic. You don't want anything that's like, uh, you don't want any negative news. You want a fresh start. You want to come in. Zach's our guy. Coach Sal is our guy. We are healthy. We are ready to make moves and put all that behind us. This is not that. They need to get this resolved. Okay, in 2018, Darnold's representative, Sam Darnold's that is, had an issue with not just offsets, but also language that that would have allowed the Jets to void guaranteed money if they were fined by the NFL, okay? Eventually, the Jets took the language out of the deal. Darnold did agree to have offsets in his deal, and there was also a fight over how his signing bonus would be paid. Again, chaos, like Again, with the contract, chaos. Teams can defer payments. Darnold got all of his $20 million, and so on and so forth. Again, though, why do we keep doing this year after year? Like, there's all these disagreements. And this isn't a disagreement right out of the gates. Training camp opens today. Like, teams report today. Why are we still having these kind of discussions? This is what just, like, perturbs me about, about the Jets. Like, it's just always last minute, not necessary, get to the bottom of it, and move on. And there is no tougher position for You've a rookie. got work to do. There's, like, there's no tougher position for a rookie to adjust to than a rookie stepping into the quarterback position. In New York City. In New York City. <laughs> With, the, with all eyes on him. Because, exactly. again, there is no backup quarterback there. There is no other decision. When you say he's going to be the day one quarterback, I know you are totally against, like most, of starting a rookie quarterback. But when James Morgan and Mike White are the other options there, they've made the declarative statement there with these Jets. Zach's our guy. Zach's playing week one. So if that's the case, this guy, it's imperative you get this figured out. He can't miss a second of the information he needs to soak up and the rhythm and the connection he needs to develop with his teammates. It is essential, and there needs to be a sense of urgency in handling this. Can I just remind everyone, too, who they face week one? The Carolina Panthers. And you know who they face week one? The guy that does know that off. Well, not really because they have a new head coach. Does know that organization inside and out and Sam Darnold. That's who you have week one, Jets. So the time that you are wasting right now with this minutia in a contract is absolutely silly. When you have a quarterback that not only has moved completely across the country, coming from BYU now to New York City, needs to get acclimated with maybe the toughest city to get acclimated with in the United States, but also now is dealing with this outside noise of not having a contract and needs to get to know where he's going to be practicing all the time and who he's going to be practicing with and what he's got going on. Like, this needs to get resolved, and it needs to get resolved in a worse way. I will repeat, week one against the Panthers and the former Jets quarterback in Sam Darnold. You don't think there's going to be a lot of headlines surrounding that? A lot of headlines. I'm excited for Sam Darnold to get a new start. I am equally as excited, equally and for different reasons, but to see Zach Wilson get out there. Yeah, He's a gamer. Me too. The guy, the stuff that I hear about him is you'll be wowed by what this guy can do, and he's as confident as all get out. So for a guy coming into New York, a guy that might be coming in late because of this contract nonsense, maybe Zach Wilson's a guy that can take that all on his plate 
and digest it all and deliver. Yeah, maybe. But hopefully they get it worked out sooner rather than later. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Speaking of quarterbacks showing up day one to training camp, let's go to Green Bay for the latest on Aaron Rodgers next right here on KJZ on ESPN Radio. Packers are now offering concessions to the reigning NFL MVP. This is about creating a path for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay potentially after this season. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. All right. Stand up, Green Bay. A-Rod is in town getting ready for training camp amongst the cheeseheads. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in. For the guys this morning, and Jay, uh, we've been saying it all morning, but we might as well reiterate the fact that Aaron Rodgers indeed is back in Green Bay, and he's just working out the final details of his contract, uh, restructuring, if you will, so he can take the field and be a part of training camp that's going to get underway here today as the Packers and the rest of the league will report today. Um, And so after today... All 32 teams will have reported or participated in training camp, so the NFL season is officially underway. We're going to get the latest of what is going on in Green Bay with our guy Rob Demonsky, ESPN Packers reporter. Good morning to you, Rob. I know it has been a very busy offseason for you, and it feels like it's only just beginning this morning. But nonetheless, Aaron Rodgers sounds like he will be there, um, if not today, in the very near future. So what can you tell us is the latest on the situation with Aaron Rodgers? Well, Shay, he touched down last night in Green Bay at Austin Straubel International Airport. And, yes, we have an international airport here in Green Bay, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, players are reporting to Lambeau Field today. Uh, the first mandatory team meeting is at around noon local time. Uh, but players have already begun to trickle in this morning uh, from various meetings and, and physicals and testing and the like. Now, Rogers is in town. That's one thing. But does he actually show up? here at Lambeau Field and participate in that, or does he wait until the final 
Details are hammered out. We'll wait to see on that. Uh, we're not expected to hear from anyone with the Packers today, whether it's Matt LaFleur or Rodgers or anyone else. The first time that we'll really see them is tomorrow when they open training camp practice. Matt LaFleur the coach will speak before practice and selected players after. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern at this point. So, Rob, the report, as it's told to us, is concessions were made to get Aaron Rodgers back to yeah. Green Bay, understanding that the I's have not been dotted, the T's have not been crossed. But can you elaborate on what those concessions are? Not really, Jordan. I mean, that, that was, you know, Schefter's report and, and what my – guess is that basically the main concession is that they're going to consider letting Rodgers go and, and trade him after the season if he'll come and play this year. Now, obviously, there's probably other things that he wants. We know he's wanted input into things like, you know, hiring coaches and, and keeping or not keeping certain players. So I'm, I'm sure there's some of that. But one league executive texted me yesterday after the, the first report came out, and he said, welcome to the NBA. And I think what he meant by that was the fact that this is really one of the first times in the NFL that a star player can really sort of dictate his terms on what he's going to play. We see that a lot, obviously, in basketball. It's not all that common in the NFL. And the, this executive also said to me, Jordan, he said, well, uh, it's, I guess it's bigger than the team, and it looks like a one-year deal, and then they trade him. Okay, mm-hmm. so, Rob, I want to build off of that because that's something interesting here because mm-hmm. – when we look at this from our perspective, it's like the Packers won the situation. Yes, there was a little bit of compromise, but nonetheless, they do get their starting quarterback back in Aaron Rodgers, right? So don't you think that it's the other way where the team got what they wanted versus the player? Well, I don't, I don't know if there were any winners in it really, Shay, mm-hmm. more of a, a compromise. I mean, you could say Aaron Rodgers uh, also won because now he's going to get to decide – whether he finishes his career here or gets a chance to do a Tom Brady and play elsewhere, right. the only thing he had to do was play for a year. So, uh, you know, who knows how, how he'll play and who knows what kind of attitude he'll come in. I mean, let's say he shows up um, and, and, you know, is unpleasant to be around. Or I'm just speaking hypothetically here, but what good does that do? I mean, you know, you would think he would be all in, but, you know, who knows yeah. until he's actually on the field and in the locker room and, and the other thing is, what impact does it actually have on the other 52 guys in the locker room when they know that one player, you know, is, is getting to dictate things uh, across the board? It's, it's an interesting dynamic, and it'll be one uh, that will be interesting to see how it plays out. It would, I would certainly love to be in an open locker room and sort of get a vibe, which, you know, unfortunately, given the circumstances of access uh, during the pandemic, we're probably not going to get that. I mean, where is my popcorn? This is incredible. I mean, this is as we've made all these references to the last dance and MJ and Scotty and one more ride. And now it's Devontae and Aaron in that regard. And like you said, Rob, you can't wait to get in there to get a vibe with the team and see how this thing works. And we don't know how Aaron is arriving, what his headspace is. It's going to play a role as best as you can project, you know, having the beat on this team, covering them and understanding the dynamics Do you anticipate there's some fractured relationships and there's some stuff that needs to be worked through because of what played out here in the offseason with Aaron? Absolutely, and and that's a great point. And and that's maybe why maybe he won't come and practice right away. Uh, If he doesn't, 
it's probably because there's some things that need to be worked out behind the scenes to make sure that the hurt feelings are mended. You know, we'll find that out on Wednesday when they actually hit the practice field to see, you know, what he does, if anything. But there are some things that need to be repaired. You know, Rodgers can come out and say, hey, look, I never said any of this publicly. This was all, you know, back-channeled information, and and he can deny it. But the, the fact of the matter is, Jordan, that a lot of this stuff um, that, that has come out signifies that Rodgers has some gripes uh, with the organization and the way they've handled things over the years. He told us, uh, told Kenny Mayne, I should say, in that SportsCenter mm-hmm. interview back in May, that it's about the people. It's not about the building. It's not about uh, the assets. It's about the people and the relationships uh, that are made that produce winning football teams. All right, we're talking to Rob Domanski right now, ESPN Packers reporter. Quickly before we let you go, we only have about a minute here, Rob. What does this mean for Matt LaFleur and the GM? What does this mean for upper management, rather, with the Packers uh, brass going forward? Yeah, LaFleur, Shea, was in a weird spot because, you know, he wanted Rodgers here all the time because, as any coach would, he knows that's his best chance to win. And he Mm -hmm. was sort of put in the middle of it once they drafted Jordan Love you know, a little over a year ago. So, you know, LaFleur has been all in on trying to get everything they can to get Rodgers to play. Meanwhile, uh, you have Gutekunst, the general manager, and President Mark Murphy, who, you know, are charged with looking to the long-term success of the franchise, and, and that's where Jordan Love comes in. So it's an interesting dynamic. Rodgers said all along, I love my coaches, I love my teammates, I love the fans. He never once mentioned, Shay, in that interview with Kenny Mayne, anything about the front office. Mm, I like how we're reading between the lines, Rob, man after my own heart. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, the time this morning and for all the details. We appreciate yes. it. I know you've got a very busy it. day ahead of you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. That's Rob Domanski, ESPN Packers reporter, giving us the latest. I, I, talking to Rob, it, it kind of opened my eyes to, I think, a conversation we might have to expand on. Obviously, you run the show in this next hour. Say it again. You run this show. <laughs> uh, in this next hour, I think there's something really to dive into there in, in regards to this dynamic. Maybe there is a lot more to it. As I think about it, having played on teams, there's something. But here's another angle that I'm thinking as we talk to Rob. This is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and it's us two in a final dance, in this last dance. It's us two doing this thing. Nah, bro, it's 50 other guys along with you two. Like, there's, there's, a, or there's 51 other guys along with you two out there. And it, there is a divisiveness that Aaron has brought to this thing. And if you're all going into this together, there's a way in which it feels like Aaron's elevated himself as being bigger than the team. Is that going to be that big of an obstacle? Is not what I was saying all morning long? I married you because I love how your mind works. I mean, come on. I'm I've slow. been saying this the whole time. You're t- it's a business. No one's going to feel like that. What are you this talking about? This is why I don't about? admit when I'm wrong. This is why I don't do it. Oh, look what Brady did. No one said a word. Look what MJ did. No one said a word. Okay. Hey, see, okay. see. And you beg for somebody to apologize to you all the time. And I didn't acknowledge hear it, sorry. Why would I acknowledge when I'm wrong when you do it like this? Why can't I try to evolve? You're keeping me stuck in quicksand here. Let me try to say, you're right, babe. Say it again. You're right, babe. <laughs> exactly. And I think we got something more to and talk about. And what do about. you know? It took Rob Demonsky to tell you for you to actually listen to what I was saying the whole time. It's not just about Aaron Rodgers. Get to break. We'll Please. S- <laughs> we'll stay with the Packers next right here on KJZ and ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.